This is Church Alive's teaching of the week. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. Hey, good morning. Let me take a moment and uh, compose myself. You know, I'm excited this morning. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies. And actually, when Pastor Gene texted me, he said, hey, I got an assignment for you. And I was like, okay, what's that? And he's like, uh, I need you to think of a movie. Took me about 10 seconds to think about what the movie was that I wanted to do. And um, it still gets me. You know, I wasn't planning on doing this, but let me just say, like, as you're watching, let me just encourage you, if you feel something move inside of you, pay attention to that. Because I'm still trying to figure out, sort through some things for myself, but I believe that God uses things to show us about ourselves, right? And so I think that that's part of what... um, I'm hoping happens this morning. So uh, I think that since it's July 4th weekend, it's appropriate. July 4th celebrates fighting for something that's important. So this morning we're going to talk about fighting a good fight. Um, you know, Paul talks about fighting a good fight in 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. He says, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. So now Paul's using an example of a race, right? He's talking about, he's talking about running a race as an athletic event. But there's a lot of parallels to what you're going to see here because what he's essentially saying is, is I'm going to have opportunities to quit and I'm not going to quit. I've gotten to this point in my life and I, I had opportunities to quit and I didn't quit, right? So whenever I think about what does it mean to fight a good fight, there's a couple of things that I think about. And the first thing that I see when I think about fighting a good fight is you actually have to recognize that you're in a fight. Now, I know on some levels it just kind of feels a little bit simplistic, but the truth of the matter is that a lot of times we'll use phrases like, well, you know, life's a battle, right? And we don't always necessarily think about what that means. So I think it's helpful sometimes to stop and actually remind ourselves, what does a fight look like exactly? So maybe you feel like, hey, that, that's me. Like I'm laying on the mat, head's a little bit hazy, trying to clear my head, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you can identify with this clip. So here's the truth. In Genesis, after man sinned, God told Adam that it was going to be through toil and sweat that he was going to eat. In other words, it was going to take effort for him to be able to get the things that he needed. So we live in a fallen world. It's filled with broken and hurting people. And a lot of times broken and hurting people break and hurt people, right? There are storms. There's natural disasters. Bad things happen. Peter describes that we have an enemy who is like a roaring lion seeking those that he can destroy So there's a reason why Paul talks about in Ephesians that we have to put on the armor so that we can withstand the fiery darts 
of the enemy. Now, a little known fact about Gerald, back in the day, when I was still single, uh, I, was, uh, I was in the volunteer fire department. And so, one of the things that firefighters have is their gear is called turnouts, especially designed clothes to withstand heat. Now, turnouts are not exactly comfortable. They're pretty heavy. They're hot. They're not exactly ideal um, clothes to wear. So you don't put on turnouts unless you're planning on going into a fire. I'm pretty sure you don't put on armor if you think you're going to the grocery store, right? You put on armor because you are expecting to have fiery darts being thrown at you. You're expecting to be in a battle. And one of the strategies that I see that the enemy uses is he tries to convince us that we're at the grocery store in the cereal trying to pick out our cereal, when the truth of the matter is, is that we're actually in a battle that has life and death consequences that we're going to actually have to prepare for. So the sooner we accept the fact, the sooner we're going to put on our armor and start taking the fight seriously. So the first thing that I see about fighting a good fight is that we have to recognize that we're in a fight. The second thing is, is we have to take that fight seriously. So how, how do we do that exactly? Well, the, one of the ways that we do that is we're going to have some times where we're going to recognize when we need to ask for help. Okay? When you engage in your battles, there are going to be times when you're going to need some help. Now check this out. Historically, I'm like Jimmy when it comes to asking for help. Maybe I'm the only one. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go everywhere else first, right? There's something that's hard about asking for help. But here's the truth. One of the things, one of the reasons I think that we struggle for asking for help is because we downplay the importance of what it is that we're actually doing. Okay, and so like if you can actually grab a hold of why what you're doing matters, there's something bigger at stake than just you and what's easy for you to do, that's going to give you what you need to be able to ask people for help. There's times when I feel like I'm talking to Jesus and I'm going like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like I, I try, you know, and, and I feel like Jesus is saying like, what do you have to be sorry about? Like you're, you're, you're fighting a battle that matters. Like you're making a difference. You're, what, what did you expect was going to happen? You expected that you were going to be able to do it by yourself? Like you've got nothing to apologize for. You can't be ashamed to ask for help. So take your fight seriously. Recognize when to ask for help too. Accept the opportunity to train. Here's the thing, at some point in our lives, even if we ask for help, we are going to have a moment when we get to choose to either accept or reject the opportunity to train. Watch this and you'll see what I'm talking about. Isn't it interesting that uh, 
what Jimmy sees as a second chance, May sees as exploitation. <laughs> Anybody else ever been guilty of like being the person standing in the door, beating it down, explaining all the ways that you've been done wrong, only to find out that the person who is trying to give you the things that you need to win actually did that at a great personal cost? <laughs> is it just me? Okay, well, anyways. Um, so, here's the thing. Training involves admitting that you have some growth that can happen. It involves practicing now for something so that you can be ready for something later. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 4 talks about, Since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, a.k.a. you get the opportunity to quit, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scoring its shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful man so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So the JIV version, that's the General International Version, if you're not familiar with that, says something like this. There's a lot of people that went before you and showed you that it could be done. So prepare yourself not to quit by remembering that Jesus paid a price so that you could practice and not grow weary. Sometimes when we, when we don't really want to train, we get frustrated with our life because it feels like we can't win. Anybody else ever feel like they can't win? So here's the thing, in the movie, the thing that kept Jimmy from greatness was the fact that he didn't have a left. He could only really punch with his right. And nobody eventually, everybody figured out that they didn't have to worry about getting hit from the left. It let him load it up on protecting from the right. So he breaks his hand. He gets decommissioned. He has to go work down at the docks because he has to make ends meet. And lo and behold, he unwittingly found out that he was strengthening his left hand because he couldn't use his right hand, it was in a cast. He gets an opportunity to go to a fight. He knocks out the number two contender in the world, which means this is the guy that is supposed to be next up for the, for the championship, all because he suddenly had a set of tools that he didn't previously have by the fact that he broke his hand. So some of the times we can go through things and our struggles often equip us to handle things that we couldn't previously handle. So are we going to accept the opportunity to train? It's a good question. How do you take your fight seriously? You got to recognize when to ask for help, accept the opportunity to train and hold on to what you're fighting for. So Proverbs 29 says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. So in other words, they stop giving their life restraint, aka training, because they don't see why what they're doing is important. So some of you may not know our story. Lord and I um, 
adopted a set of twins about three years ago. September will be three years. And when we're in the process of doing all the stuff that you have to do to do an adoption, um, there were some times when I had a bad attitude. We sat down, we planned out some things, we cut some things out of the budget, uh, we looked up some grants that could help, we could apply for, we planned some fundraisers that we were going to do. Um, there were times when <clears throat> I didn't really want to stick to the budget. Just going to be honest. I mean, there's only so many $5 pepperoni pizzas you can do from Little Caesars before you start getting a little bit of a bad attitude. I didn't really want to fill out 30 pages of paperwork, you know, for the possibility that somebody might be able to help us out financially. I didn't really want to get out of bed at 5 o'clock on a Saturday morning to do a garage sale, right? So when I lose sight of why what I'm doing matters, I start complaining about the price that I'm having to pay, right? So the question is, is, is what you're doing, does it matter? Maybe you really don't know, right? So when you lack vision, life is going to feel like a fight that you did not pick, and you're not really sure why you're in the ring to start with, okay? So you got to hold on to what you're fighting for. Recognize you're in a fight. Take your fight seriously and recognize when to ask for help. Accept the opportunity to train. Hold on to what you're fighting for. And the last thing you got to remember is remember who you are and who's behind you. So David says in the Psalms, I would have despaired unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So here's the thing. If you're not sure that God's good and you don't think that he's behind you, you're going to have a hard time being the champion of the things that are in his heart. So he's already done everything that he can to show you that he cares about what's on your heart. He paid a price to equip you to be able to fight for the things that he knew that you were going to have to fight for. And he's not going to quit on you. So I don't know what you're dealing with this morning, but let me encourage you, you can do it. Fight the good fight. Finish the race and leave a legacy of someone who didn't quit when you had a chance to. Y'all go ahead and stand with me this morning. I'm going to pray for you real quick. Father, first of all, thank you that you fought for us when nobody else would. Father, thank you that you see our heart and you haven't given up on us. And Father, we're just asking for strength today and courage to go where you're taking us and fight the battles that you're saying to fight. And help us not to, to quit, Lord, but help us to hold on and remember what we're fighting for. Lord, I just speak to every heart here that maybe feels like they've been distant. Maybe they feel like they haven't heard from you, Lord. God, I'm just asking that they would just experience you in a special way to help them to understand, Father, just what it is that, that you think about them. And Father, that they could recognize the way that they that you've been fighting for them this whole time. 
we declare all this right now in your name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to Church of Life's Teaching of the Week. We invite you to join us for the Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 a.m. or learn more at churchalive.net.